This morning I'd like to start again with a little meditation on the elements and today a meditation on what's called the six elements, earth element, water element, fire element, wind element, space element and consciousness element. So the, you know, the body being like a riding animal for consciousness. And, you know, through first contemplating what's called the four great elements, the first four, you know, shows us very clearly that the body is actually a secretion of the planet, we could say, or a little bit of planet walking around. And the consciousness needs that body, you know, in order to uh, have experiences, to grow and learn in letting go of attachment. So it's a neat package in a way. But also we shouldn't, you know, not expect too much too quick. Just from hearing you know, those sentences, it's a training really to let that really deeply sink in and, and change the way how we, you know, how we understand ourselves. And, you know, as I mentioned before, the instructions, they are not descriptive, but prescriptive. Like, you know, like a medicine, like a, uh, if you don't take the medicine, it's not going to have any effect. If you just read the prescription and you don't take it, nothing much happens. So and it needs to be taken over quite some time. And, you know, and also the middle way is very much um, in all of that. You know, on one hand, you know, our bodies are a riding animal for consciousness, and once consciousness is free from all created and delusion, it doesn't need to take on a body anymore. But as, as while we have a body, we also need to take care of the environment from which the body has arisen. So that it doesn't just end, you know, at the skin of our bodies, but there is really no boundaries between us and the biosphere. So this kind of a binocular vision, you know, we need to, that's the middle, middle path. Knowing, you know, this is a constant changing unfixable, uncontrollable process and then still trying to do good, abstain from doing evil and cultivating the mind. So that has to happen at the same time. It's kind of a paradox. And, you know, to allow the mind to get used to paradox helps actually the mind to slow down because it cannot be solved intellectually with a dualistic mind. But it's more a holding of both truths at the same time. That's, you know, op that opens the mind up because he can't figure it out. But he can, you know, somehow in a different way, in a more intuitive way, it can know, it's the heart which knows that. You know, just as the Buddha in the night of his awakening, he was touching the earth and asking her, you know, to be his witness so he could continue, you know, to open. We can do exactly the same thing. You know, asking the earth for support in this time where we need to open up a new understanding 
about you know this deep interconnectedness with the planet so that we will be able you know to really sustainably respond to the poly crisis not just you know developing some technologies to suck out the carbon so that we can produce more carbon but maybe what about producing less carbon we, we don't need to uh, make all of this effort you know to sustain a worldview which isn't really beneficial for anyone So it's a change you know, from the ground up. And because it, we need that change from the ground up, we need to just bow down to the ground and get starting from there. And you know, working with all of the uncertainty, the resistance, the fear, the doubt, all of that is all part of it, you know, as we are, you know, finding ourselves on this threshold. And nothing needs to be excluded, everything is part of. what needs to be metabolized and acknowledged. You know, the inspiration and the trepidation and everything in between. And you know, as I've said earlier, this uh, quote by Bayo Akumulafe, times are urgent, let us slow down. Because otherwise we're just gonna react, you know, and react from the same mindset which created the problem in the first place. And in order you know, to drop deeper, that does need time and it does need, you know, this kind of community settings as we are having one here. Because it's a, it's a collective work. And it has already begun, you know, there's a lot of talking about this, there's a lot of writing about this, about emergence, a way of talking about the future, you know, which is very different than how it was when I was young. There's no longer that, you know, that confident assuming that we know what needs to happen. There's a, a change, a more humility. And, and a willingness, you know, to ask nature for guidance, or the Dhamma, we can call it as well, it's the same word, nature and Dhamma. And also, you know, the acknowledging the, the wisdom of our ancestors, which we have with us, if we remember that. All of the ancestors, you know, mineral, plant, animal, human, which have gone before us and have had experiences and have learned from that. 
incredible resilience and also trauma, which is passed down you know, to us through those bodies of ours, which are a result of evolution, the evolutionary process. You know, harvesting all of the wisdom and power and also the trauma and the unresolved materials you know, which is passed down to us. And just sitting in all of this. encoded in this body. And mind. And then sitting around this vast planet, which also consists of those same elements. There's also a vast data flow happening in the planet itself all the time. Like a self-regulating intelligence, we can learn to get interested in. So that the hyper-individualism of the past and us slowly starting to fade out as we are noticing that we are so lost. And we want to come back into the community of life. You know, as we are seeing the old system starting to showing more and more cracks and something new shining through those cracks already. We just don't know yet what it is. And, you know, through doing these practices we can sensitize equipment in our minds and our hearts to develop the capacity to receive that information. And it takes what it, the time it takes. There is no rushing. It needs to be done thoroughly and humbly. like humus and humility, you know, having the same root and even the word human and humor for that matter, you know, all having those three letters at the beginning. They are all very four very important words at this point in time. Humus, humility, human and humor. They can really help us to meet what needs to be met at this point in history. as we are, you know, sensing the body, allowing the breath to take us into the body. And being in touch with the body sense. And let your, you know, nervous system guide you and Noticing the weight of the body and the, the gravity which pulls the body towards the ground.
They're showing us, you know, where we, where the work is. It's here on this planet. It's not gonna be somewhere else for now. And the, you know, the structure, the rigidity, the weight, the density of earth element. And we can you know, again starting to scan from the top of the head over the face, the neck, shoulders and arms and hands, torso, pelvis, legs and feet, earth element. sitting in the midst of the forest on this earth. And out of this earth and you know, all of those trees and all of us, we have a reason out of that. And when you know we die, we're just gonna go back into it. Earth element is empty, empty of a self. It's constantly, you know, reshaping itself. There's this vast you know, network of roots in the earth. And our energetic roots through eating, you know, connect us to that earth element. you know, made up of all of our ancestors, not only human ones. A huge uh, field of life. You know, which operates on a very different time scale than our minds and which is like an evolving system. With a massive data flow we can connect into if you remember it. Remember to slow down. And tune in, attune to it. You know, and sensing the, the aliveness of that field. And also, you know, noticing how you feel once you become conscious of that aliveness you are part of what that does to your usual sense of separation if that just drops away for a moment. And might that be, you know, a way to start to understand ourselves more fully? as participants in all of this. 
not you know directors or masters of it but participants so you know being part of a much vaster context as usual There's a vibrancy which is grounded and alive at the same time. and being available for that vibrancy and for that uh, you know intelligence self-regulating intelligence to inform us to basically you know enter our form because it's always is there already but we are not conscious of it and through you know contemplating the elements we can become conscious of that fact that we are made of this. We are just like waves at the top of the water, you know, emerging out of that and then going back and coming out again. And we don't, not in no way can we be outside of that we cannot be an objective observer of that, we can only be part of it. Together with everyone else. the modern human world and the human world. So you know noticing in an order for form to take shape it also needs cohesion and uh, that brings in the next element, the water element. Which stands for wetness and uh, fluidity. And it permeates our body, in particular can become aware of the water element in the softness of the flesh, in the wetness of the mouth eyes and knowing you know that the body is consisting about 75% of water and sweeping up from the feet becoming aware of the softness of the flesh legs and the pelvis then the organs in the torso with the breakfast inside, the hands and arms and shoulders, the flesh, the neck and the head. It's all permeated by water element. water element internally and water element externally in the rivers and lakes, the rains and the oceans is exactly the same water element. Water element is empty, empty of a self. 
And this biosphere is a closed, almost a completely closed system. It has only so much water and so much of everything. We need to become aware of those limits. And learn to adjust. And if we don't you know, have water for five days or six days, the body is not going to continue to live. It needs that constant replenishing and letting go in order to stay alive. And the beauty of really clear water is very, you know, life-giving and then there can be really water which is really exhausted and dead. So we need to regenerate the waters on the planet if we want to be regenerated by them. And the next element is the fire element. And we can become conscious of it where the air touches the skin or maybe in our mouth as heat and cold. And again, you know, scanning down from the top of the head over the face and the neck fire element the shoulders and the arms and the hands maybe you can feel the heat and the palms of the hands fire element the body torso with the breakfast digesting we can maybe sense that heat as well and the pelvis, the legs, and the feet, fire element. This whole body is permeated by fire element. Fire element internally, and fire element externally, which comes to us through the sun, and through all kinds of Materials, you know, which have produced by the sun, besides other players like fossil fuels and wood and whatever we can use, you know, to produce heat. It's exactly the same fire element. Fire element is empty, empty of self.
And just, you know, noticing how you feel in your body and in your mind as you're engaging, you know, in this practice. And relaxing, you know, with the out-breath. This is, you know, brain plasticity. As we are doing, you know, engaging certain ways of looking at our experience, we are building new perception capacity. which is so crucial at this time because this is how real change happens by looking at the situation in a different way not by you know making more machines to do the job let us do the job it's much more realistic Then, you know, heat is the result of friction, which takes us to the next element, which is the wind element, which stands for expansion, contraction, pressure and movement. And we can become aware of it through the breathing process. Sensing as the chest expands and contracts. So with the in-breath, you know, being more connected with our experience from inside the body. And with the out-breath, you know, allowing us ourselves to relax into the space around us. As we are becoming more aware of what the body really is, it's quite a miracle really. It's not just like a problem or a burden, but it is an amazing biocomputer, you know, which has been developed over billions of years. And 
has been handed to us in this way, to use it and pass it on. And that we can actually you know, learn to attune to its you know, intelligence which can be resonated with if we train our minds to get an interest in that and develop a practice to establish that rapport. You know, as our next evolutionary assignment, I would say. And seeing as the, the intelligence of the process itself, how it self-regulates, you know, which if we look at it as a victim, then that's what we see. can upgrade, you know, to be a participant. And it takes what it takes, you know, to, to make that leap. And we have this very ancient teaching, you know, which can provide the bridge for this upgrade to just, you know, use that meditation and put it in a slightly different framework. And here it is. Because it's a universal truth, you know, which can be packaged, you know, in so many different ways. And then, you know, becoming aware of um, the next element, which is the space element. We are sitting inside of space, limitless space, which is constantly expanding. There's also space in the body. The mouth, cavity, ears, eyes, the womb. And each cell is... smallest building block of the body contains vast amounts of space. And relaxing into that space, there's a lot of space to grow into.
The limits are in the mind. And you're listening into that spaciousness which doesn't end you know, at the walls of this hall or anywhere else. It's limitless, boundless space. And the silence behind the sound of the heating system or any other sounds. Tune into that silence, you know, it really expands the mind. If you notice here, the mind contracts around the thought because it's not used you know, to that expansion, then as soon as you notice it's dropping the thought and coming back to the silence, the space, just listening. Then, you know, we let go of the spaciousness and becoming aware of that which knows about the space, which is also boundless. The knowing awareness, becoming aware of itself, or becoming conscious of itself. But just almost, you know, making a U-turn and looking at itself. Like a mirror becoming aware of its capacity to reflect as a quality, not as an action. So, like the sky wide open, without any limits, and whatever moves through it, a cloud, a bird, 
just allowing it to do its thing, no need to nail it down, no need to get involved. So that which knows, you know, all of what's happening and doesn't get lost in that. That's the refuge in Buddha, the, you know, very Buddha which resides in the heart of each of us. It's our capacity for waking up to what is, you know, arising and ceasing without becoming it, without drowning in it. And from that knowing, you know, we can respond and contribute. And sometimes we don't do anything. Depends what is needed. So, you know, we are the ones we have been waiting for. We can't really, you know, wait for other people, politicians or whatever to do this work. We need to do it. And it's going to be contagious. Just like you know, we had a pandemic, we need this different kind of pandemic. And we can, you know, support that 
to break out. and break through at this threshold we are standing on. And then here we come slowly to the end of the sitting again and bringing our awareness back into the body, feeling the weight on the cushion on the chair. You know, noticing that you are doing this together with others. You know, together with the forest and all, you know, who have made it possible that we can have this retreat, they are all somehow contributing. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.